for average people, for most people in the world, today is Monday. But for people who understand greatness, for people who are committed to being the best, for people who are committed to getting the most done, today is not Monday. Today is really Jaguars Monday with J.P. Shadrick, Jaguars great Tony Baselli, and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. Pete's one of the great sports writers right now. I'll say that. As far as knowledge and understanding the game, watching tape, he's, even though he's wrong sometimes, I disagree with his opinions, at least they're educated opinions. Now, to kick off Jaguars Monday, here's J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in, Jaguars Monday, the day after the AFC Championship game lost to the New England Patriots, 24-20 the final. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli in Jacksonville, Pete Prisco down in South Florida. Your calls in the second hour tonight. We'll get the Tony Baselli Twitter question of the night. We have to do pro football focus grades tonight. I don't know. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, frustrating loss for this Jags team. A 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And they couldn't hang on. And the Patriots are on to Super Bowl 52. Well, the level of frustration and hurt and disappointment is extremely high. And I was sitting there by the buses after the game and saw – a number of the players and talked with a few of them. And my comments to a couple of them were, I got nothing to say that's going to make you feel better. So I'm not going to try. Right. Because I know exactly what you are feeling. Having been in that game and losing, there's nothing that you can say that's going to fix it. Because you realize as an athlete that you were one game, a couple plays, minutes away from reaching the goal that every team has, and that's getting to the Super Bowl and with an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And it hurts because it's hard, and there's no guarantees you're ever getting back. I mean, the Patriots are an anomaly. It doesn't – no other team has exists like that. And so it hurts and because you had every opportunity to win it, and we'll talk about a lot of why and what happened and – you know, I, you know, I'm sure the official, some of the officiating things will come up. And, I mean, I said I had a tweet last night that said I don't like blaming. I'm not one to blame the officials. But, boy, there was a lot of questionable calls in that game. Or non-calls. Or non-calls. With that, that's not why they lost. Yeah, they still had moments oh. and situations. Oh, they lost because they, they, got, conser- they, lost right. because they got conservative. I don't even believe that, Pete. They I lost don't. because the Patriots made plays when they had to and the Jaguars did not. Well, because the third and eighteen, if you don't blitz, you're going to give up a third and eighteen. That's I, I disagree. They haven't given up a third and eighteen all year, not once all no. year, Pete. To say that is ridiculous, and they're not a high blitz team in those situations. They have not given up one di- uh, third yeah, down that long. How many times did they play Tom Brady? How many times did they play Tom Brady this year? Pete, uh, did you watch the game up to that point? The, they the didn't chances, get a lot of pressure the on chan- them, uh, I'm not. That's not my point. But the chances of Brady completing. And you thinking that he's going to convert third and eighteen? The way that game was going at that point, under no situation circumstance did you believe that? Did any of us believe that? I thought it was out getting the ball back and had a chance to really make it very difficult for them to come back. That did not happen. I would have bought. Pre- I would have bought pressure. Well, it's easy for you to record. say that sitting where you well, are now. I said now. it before the play. I said it before the play. I would have brought pressure. It's hard to get a third and eighteen completion when you're not getting time to give up the, the eighteen yards for the receivers. I'm sorry, and, and you know some of those defensive backs. It sounds like that they weren't real happy with the way they played the second half either. Played too conservatively. You played not to lose in the second half, Tony. I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. That's what they did. I don't know about that. 
Uh, Where was Grant in the second half? Did they get him the ball in the second half at all? I uh, listen. I will argue, agree with you. There were some curious decisions and non-decisions of not doing some things that were very effective in the first half. But I also contend with you, Pete. They were in bad field position for a lot of that second half, backed up in the shadow of their own goal posts, and made some decisions based on that. You're playing with house money. You're on the road with the lead against the champs, the Super Bowl champions in their building. You got to play to win that game. You can't play field position. You saw what happened. They played field position and they punted the football and they got it ripped a punt for twenty yards. And next thing you know, you're down in the game. And oh, well, by I don't the think way, I don't think you're I don't Bowl. think you're game planning for a two point five hang time punt in the middle of the field that goes nowhere. But you got to take into all that into account, Tony. What What's the worst-case scenario if you're playing the win? You turn the ball over, they get a touchdown? Well, that's exactly what you ended up doing anyways. Right? With the way the thing played out? That's, that was – where did they start? But, Pete, it's easy for us to 30. sit here now in, in hindsight's 2020. Well, that's what we do. And I understand that. Do. But I'm telling you, in the midst of that game, I did not feel that. If the defense stands up and forces a field goal there, then – is it different, right? You go to I mean, overtime. The defense can and make and that's play, what the right? defense has been doing all year. That's right. And they didn't. The bottom line is they, they didn't. Well, because they weren't getting pressure at all in the second well, half and, with their four. And, Pete, so you know, they were beat to hell. Yeah, I mean, Calais, Calais Campbell, Campbell was hurt. Uh, Ngakwe couldn't play because he had a torn uh, well, that, muscle. Doesn't that make you at least adjust and blitz yeah, to, a little bit there? Yeah, Deshaun gets him hobbling around on one foot. Barry okay. Church, Barry Church got hurt in the middle of the game. Miles Jack no, got no. hurt. I'm, I'm, my point is saying this, Pete, it is easy to sit there. I contend the officiating was bad. That's not why they lost. At third and 18, if you make a stop there, I don't think the Patriots come back. By the way, if the w- officials don't blow the ball dead and Miles Jack returns that for a touchdown, it's 27-10, well, that's the, a game, whole other story. the game's over. That's a whole other story. But – I agree with you on that. That's no doubt. But but this is a separate subject. You just said they had a hobbled pass rush. They weren't getting home. So why not go after him? Because Brady kills teams that blitz him. He kills yeah, them. Well, he kills teams that sit in that soft zone, too, clearly. He, last time they played him, they were set in a soft zone, and he went 26 I, I would not consider that a soft zone. I mean, they were hammering them. Okay. I don't think but it was Tony, a soft play, zone. On, to, on that play, Amendola had a free release. He had and and, and they listen. They got to make a play. You're sitting there. It's a twenty well, yard route. You know that play. Well, I believe it was Gibson. It's right in so front of him. You have to, to know up. where the sticks are. You have to understand what's going on. And I'm not putting the whole thing on Gibson, but by the film, watching it, that's what it looks like. I mean, he was deep, right? He was yeah. He was deep on that threw play. it right in front of him. Yep. At some point, this is. A, I'm not saying the coaches call the perfect game by any means. I'm sure they would go back and do things different if they could. But guess what? You don't have that opportunity. You call the game, you play the game, and you go through it. If I, I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett's probably looking back saying, why didn't I do some more things with Corey Grant in the second half? I mean, you probably go through all those situations. The bottom line is that you have to make a play. If, if right. Pete, if play, right. if, Pete, I'll say this. Pete, hold on, Pete. You and I talk about this is a player's league yes. all the time. And if you want that as a player, then it's up to the players to make plays. And guess what? The greatest of all time made plays, and he didn't have any of his top guys out there. I get that. But Game, they made it easy set, for match. To make plays they, they did could, not make it easy They didn't get any pressure him. on them. They got no pressure. They got a banged-up pass rush. 
Well, they got no, pressure. They sat, Darius sacked to them. It was third and 18, and they still converted. He, he, right. He's the only one who won. In, in a one, I mean, Fowler won early in the game, and then after that, Darius won, and that's it. Nobody else was winning. They were, Come on, Tony. They weren't getting near him. He had clean pockets. Now, they max protect a couple times, but but he, he had clean pockets. I went back and watched it again just to see. He had a lot. Even, I'm not even disin- on the play where he saw ghosts in the first quarter. Oh, that was funny. They didn't yeah. really get, they didn't really get pressure on him on that play. He oh, came around the corner. I agree. He was looking around everywhere. I'm just saying. For they the, had a chance to knock the snot out of him and kind of backed away from it. They should have hit him. Should have gone after him. Pete. Play those corners up and press and go after him. Hindsight, how big was that delay a game before halftime oh, to take away the third happen? down conversion? It's in, it's and inexcus- then Brady goes back down the field and It's scores. inexcusable. It really is inexcusable. Coming out of a timeout. Marone today said it was just a lapse. They just lost track of the time. I'm sorry. That's inexcusable. You could see, that's on, the coaching. Play, you could that's, see on the play, Tony, where Mercedes Lewis is pointing to the play clock. You could see it. That's coaching, and, and, Blake, and that's yeah. Blake. Yes. If your quarterback absolutely. doesn't see it, you have 50 coaches nowadays on the sidelines. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not a lot. <laughs> well, and, and, and Mercedes it, Lewis saw it on the field. I don't care about Mercedes it. Lewis. It's your job as a coach and the head coach. You can't, you can't you. let that happen. Under no circumstance you, can you allow that to happen. Well, let's, get, let's, keep it go, let's keep that going. Because then they get sacked and the play clock's running and they decide to punt with 2.12 or 2.07 left and let it, instead of letting it go down to the two-minute warning. That was, it didn't matter. Wait, what the heck was that? That was bad, but it did not matter. But, but, but it always matters in, in some no, way, it, shape, it, or form. It, it could have. It did not matter there, though. But it, it, was, yeah. it was not a good look. I agree with you, Pete. And they were snapping the ball in the second half every time with the lead with 12, 8, 9, 7 seconds on the play clock. I mean, you're trying to nurse the lead. If that's what, what you're doing, which is clearly what they were doing, they weren't doing a very good job of it. So there are a lot of things at fault. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and say I never, I'm never. i with you, Tony, because I think the officiating in the end in the next decade will all even out anyways. So you can't blame the officials. There were some questionable non-calls. I thought the call on Boye was a bad call. Terrible. Questionable non-calls. Mercedes Lewis got his jersey grabbed on the one route across the middle. Nobody called that. Another one on uh, the wheel route. He gets t- he gets bear hugged at twelve yards down the field. Patrick Chung is bear hugging him on the wheel route that they missed to Fournette. I mean, p- p- hugging him. Even on the and I I didn't watch this I didn't watch this play again. But on the fourth and and we'll get into I would have punted there by the way. But on the fourth and. Uh, 14, 14 or whatever it was. On the corner route, was it to DD or Cole, mm-hmm. whatever one? Mm-hmm. Did Gilmore grab him as he was going for the ball? Didn't look like it. It didn't? No. Okay. I, I was, I, no. That's what I was asking. But, but on the I, I guess my, po- my point of this whole thing, Pete, is if you go to that Boyer call, if you're going to call that way, that tight, which, by the way, I think you could have called offensive pass interference as much as they were hand fighting and pushing off either way, whatever. If that, if you're going to call that, you better call tight. And they weren't calling it tight on the Patriots defense backs. No, they were not. And that's my problem. With I don't right. play, you can't have it both ways. Can't have right. it both ways. I don't understand how. In that game, about, the Patriots had zero defensive penalties and zero offensive penalties. That's right. Okay, a couple other things, real quick. Dee Dee Westbrook, get up and run. You're gone. Right. Yes. Yeah, if he keeps his feet play? there, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other one. Doesn't Fournette have to jump for the dive for that ball on the wheel route? I mean, I'm getting nitpicky, but I'm I mean, this is what you this is the difference between going to the Super Bowl and not going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to get nitpicky. What yeah. would you say, Tony? Uh, 
It looked close. I, I, if, he, if you think he, it's hard to say when you're going full speed like that and whether he saw it, uh, the angle, where the defender was. But, yes, if you think there's a 1% chance of getting that ball, if you dive, you dive. But I'm not going to get that nitpicky. There's my, several other things that you have an opportunity to end that game and you don't do it. We've got plenty to get to tonight. Your calls in the second hour, 355 and I'm already tired of talking about it. Well, we're going to come back and get well, we into We've got two hours to do. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to do it. But, man, that stunk yesterday. I mean, as I said afterwards, it was like a big kick in the balls. And you got both wow. of them when you did it. Ouch. Uh, indeed. Ouch. Uh, we'll return. We'll get into the defense a bit. What Tom Brady did in that second half, and why did Amendola have such a big day? Season ticket member deposits available now, jaguars.com slash season tickets. Lock in your seats today for the 2018 season. This is Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. Nah, ain't no positives and no L's. I'm going to keep it real with y'all, people. People might try to tell y'all, hey, we taking this out of that, we taking that out of that. Nah, man, we, we had one goal. This to today, and that was to get to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. We took an L, uh, so we have to go back to the drawing boards for next year and grind and, and do more than we did this year to get to that point. There's Jalen Ramsey in the locker room at Gillette Stadium yesterday after the Jags fell in the AFC Championship game, 24-20. JP Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Jaguars Monday continues. Your calls in the second hour tonight. What would you think of the cornerbacks day, Ramsey and Boye in the secondary, at least up until the fourth quarter? Um, if you look at it, most of the stuff was inside. Uh, I don't think they got a lot of stuff outside. The Cooks. He had 100 yards, by the way. Cooks did. He, well, he had that big catch. Well, he had catch. a couple catches when Boye was playing eight, 10 yards off of him. Yeah, they were outs. Um, uh, I mean, Jalen outside the – did anyone did they even complete a pass on Jalen outside of the P.I.? I don't think so. I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't think so. They did. So, he, I think he played fine. It was a tough – the ball was well way over underthrown, and he just overran it. He lost it. That happens. And he said it was P.I. That he one said was in the P- locker that room. That one was P.I. Yeah, oh, gosh, it was P.I. And even yeah. Jalen said it in the locker room after. He said, yeah, it was definitely P.I. Yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah. um Boye's was not. No. What, what the Patriots are so good at is they get matchups. They are a matchup team. And so they get they force safeties and linebackers to cover you in man if you go man. And that's where they're going. And that's what Tom does. And so he stays with I mean, there's why I'm not gonna go throw it at Jalen Ramsey if I can get matchups of Amendola against Telvin Smith, which we saw down in the red zone a little bit. Or get Amendola on Gibson or, you know, get the you know, Miles Jack having to cover guys out of the backfield. I mean, that's what they're looking for, and that's what they they're, they do. Is, and Tom Brady knows exactly what he wants to do with it, and he does a great job. Now, this defense did an outstanding job for really three and a half quarters or three and a third, whatever you want to say. I mean, really. They'd give up uh, ten points up to that point. It was 20 to 10 yeah. with nine minutes left, and you had third and 18. Uh, the, you can say what you want. They played great. Pete, you can say they didn't get pressure or whatever and didn't do this, didn't do that. The bottom line is the Patriots weren't moving the ball. They were physically getting beat up. They couldn't run it. 
Their receivers are getting hammered. The only drive they really moved it was the one right before halftime. Which was aided by a 40-yard penalty. Two, like, yeah, 40-something yards of penalties in that drive. Which was, yeah. And they also needed a, they needed a flea flicker to get, uh, to get yards. Too. Yeah, that's, that's my right. point. And so, and that's why I argue with Pete. It's like, oh, they played too much zone in the second half, this and that. Baloney. They, they played good. If you stop third at 18... You get the ball 14, back. They also it, gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter. I agree, Pete. Late. No, in nine minutes they gave up 14 points. Mm-hmm. Right. So they didn't play good. In the no, but that's what I'm saying. Is it because they didn't play good? Was it because injuries started happening? Or is it just because you're playing the greatest quarterback of all times? Which then goes back to Pete's point. Knowing that you're playing that guy and you're only going to hold him off so long, you got to be more aggressive on offense. And I can't argue that. And I, Like at the end of half. I don't think you can take a knee with 53 seconds and two timeouts on the 25-yard no, line. absolutely not. I just don't think you At can do that. A, most teams in that situation will run a draw play to see if they get anything or a screen pass to see if they get anything, and then they go from there, right? That's what you usually do. Coughlin used to do that all the time. Yeah, well, everyone play. does. See if it gets yeah. some yardage well, and nothing. then figure it out. Right. And they so did I, nothing. I, that was terrible. And so I, Pete has an argument there. I'll go back to, and you can. we can debate everything else, officials, conservative play calling, and everything else. To me, and Joe and I were sitting next to each other in the booth, Joe Fortunato, the, our producer, and when they converted third and 18, I thought Joe was going to throw up. He looked at me and was like, are you kidding me? And you could feel, and or at least I felt it at that moment, like, oh, no. <laughs> Like, come on. This, this, you know, this cannot, you can't let that happen because all of a sudden, all of a sudden you can feel it and they got it rolling and it's tough to stop. I saw the same thing happen in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, yeah, sure. They were being dominated and something, Tom Brady is resilient because he looked terrible. He was seeing ghosts in the first half. He looked terrible in that Super Bowl last year in the first half. But the guy has a resilience and a mental toughness that he just keeps on battling, and he is talented, and he figures out a way to get it done. And he does. That's why they're in the Super Bowl for the well, 55th time. Which is why time. you can't take your foot off the pedal. <laughs> no, I, and I agree with that, Pete. But if you stop him on that third and 18, the game is over, in my opinion, Pretty because much. they're getting right. the – they get the ball – it's not over, but they're going to get the ball back at best if you don't do anything – with about six six, and, six minutes left, and they got to get two yeah. scores in six minutes. Right, and, and that's hard. Capable of doing, it. but they could do. They they could, but it's hard, Pete. You'd rather right. give them that. That's chance without getting of, any right. first down. That's with no first downs, and by the way, and not giving up. You know, starting position of th- on the thirty yard line. I mean, they still needed help to get it done. And the, so well, here, you, the, you go that third and yeah. eighteen hurts, and then as a defense, and I know it's hard. They're beat up. But you, the third, they're on the thirty. Find a way to get a stop and force a field goal, and we'll play. We'll have the ball with two minutes left, and we need a field goal to win it. It's uh, he could, he could go back and play that, another, Max. Can you rewind that? They're showing the he third. He could have waited another hour. He could have waited another hour to complete that pass. Look at, there's no pressure at all. <laughs> Watching it on Jaguars.com. Hey, uh, by the way, I mean, if you go back, do it again. Watch Darius get tackled, Pete. By the by, the uh, on his stunt, right? Yeah, he watch moves. watch Darius. He's lined up over the nose. He works outside. Yeah, I saw that when I watch this. It. He gets tackled. 
They didn't get called one time for a hole. Not none, once. None. Zero. No. Now, you could say that's... They did a nice job with the stunts, though. They, really, they did. They played very them. well. I mean, they played very well. Yeah. Um it's just, uh, boy, it's frustrating. Yeah. How, how about uh, how about a positive? The great play by Miles Jack on the strip to chase that play down. The one that he would have scored a touchdown the if they didn't blow the whistle? scored a touchdown if they wouldn't have blown the whistle, but. Well, the, I mean, I thought it was a fumble. There was still some debate whether it was a fumble or not, though. I thought it was. No, but you let it play out and then come back and review no, it, I Pete. agree. I agree. We couldn't see on the TV. Was there anybody down that sideline, Tony? No, I think he was gone. Or, I think yeah. Logs said today he watched the film in here that there was an offensive lineman in the way, and, and you know Miles is going to get around him. You would think, but, but that would have been it. And looking at it on TV, Pete, if you look at once they were reviewing it, he's not touched. No, I didn't think he was touched either. No, he. But but I, what I was asking is, I didn't think he was touched. He gets up, you let it play out. Does he score? I think it, he has a great. I would say seventy five percent chance he scores. And we're looking. We're looking at right here. I mean, they do the double pass. I mean, they were desperate at this time. Yeah, there's a lineman that blocked Clay's Campbell, and that play would be in there. In right the, here, and then watch the this. So he takes off. And then he hears the whistle and spikes the ball. Yeah, there's no upset, one there. You know, and it's frustrating. But he came all the way across the field to make that oh, play. Oh, it was a great play. Yeah. Great play. Well, then they got the ball back, ran Fournette into the line for two. I, d- I threw don't. through the incomplete <laughs> pass, and then threw to Hearns for uh, seven. seven yards, right? Yep. And it was a yard short because a great play by uh, – Great play by McCourty. Would you have gone for it there? Right. No. Fourth and one? No, hell no. 42-yard no. line? No. No. You have a lot ten- of people were calling for that. No, today. you have a 10-point lead at that point. No, right. you back them up. No, absolutely not. That was the right but decision. I'll say this. That Belichick played the game knowing that – the Jaguars weren't going to move the ball out of their end and they're deep in their ends with the 10 yard line there. He, he wasn't even thinking normally Belichick would go for those fourth and shorts. He wasn't even thinking about it. Cause he knew he, he knew that. No, he's going to let his defense. His defense was playing great in the second half. Well, they were going to play conservatively. That's what they were going to do. But in the first half they were getting pushed around up front and they were running it. They were, yep. And that ended for some reason. We'll come back and delve into that. Do we have to? Yes, we do. The offensive line, the run game, the um, the play of Bortles in the first half, all positive. And then it wasn't so positive. In the second half, we'll get some reasons why. Check out Jack Hanania's Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just two twenty nine dollars a month. Head over today for details. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. I feel bad for everybody in here, you know, and I know I speak for everybody because we put in too much work, you know, and uh, to have it in our hands like that and, you know, we're not making enough plays in the end, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's it's, it's tough. To, it's even tough to do these type of interviews without looking at the film. That's Mercedes Lewis in the locker room last night at Gillette Stadium, Foxborough. Jaguars Monday continues. J.P. Shadrick with Tony Baselli in Jacksonville. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer down in South Florida tonight. After the Jags fall in the AFC Championship game, 24-20 the final. The Patriots rally from a 20-10 deficit to beat the Jags and head to Super Bowl 52. Uh, Mercedes Lewis can I, had a, can I, Yes, Pete. Hey, can I say something real quick, J.P.? Yes, yes, yes. I yes. like what... Jalen Ramsey said yesterday after the game, we don't take anything from this. Nothing. You know, you know there's no patting on the back. Hey, look, he, he, their goal is to win it all. They didn't win it all. He wasn't happy about it. I, I, I got to give him a lot of credit for saying that because that's exactly how I would feel. That's how I think a lot of guys <laughs> in that locker room feel. What do you think? Right? Other people feel differently, you idiot? 
No, you always hear, oh, they can build on it and take something out of that and, and it'll be good for them and everything. No, no. Yeah, you do that. You know when you have that feeling, you know, at OTAs, like what do we learn from this? Not right now. There's no, there's, yeah, there's nothing that makes you feel good. I mean, honestly, this is a miserable show for me right now. I usually, you look miserable. I usually enjoy the show, but talking about this, because you sit here and go over it, and it's like, you know, losses stink at any time of the year, but losing that one, oh. minutes away from the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. ninety six still haunts me. Sure, ninety nine, not as much as I blown my knee out and I was watching. Mm-hmm. That one hurts a little. That one hurts. Don't get me wrong. You weren't playing in the game, but I wasn't actually in the game because I got I, hurt, I blew my knee out. Ninety six still pains me to this day. What what part 96, about it? Ninety six. You weren't a be- You weren't the. I mean, you were better than them, but you didn't. You weren't. You didn't have the lead in that game, Tony. No, but you know what I mean. It was okay. I can go through that game. You want, you want, you want to dissect it? It's three three, and we or it's either tied. Maybe it's zero zero. We have a uh, mishap on special teams. They get the ball in the ten yard, our ten yard line. Score. We're down seven. We have the ball first and goal with five minutes left in the game to tie it up. And there's with miscommunication, interception. We get the ball back two minutes left, and run a draw play for a plus twenty. And at the end of the play, uh, we fumble it, and we they pick it up. Which, I mean, we never had the lead, but you had multiple opportunities to win that game. Mm-hmm. And not to do it? I mean, you look back, you're like, golly. I mean, what? A, it's disappointing. It hurts. And so, I, I, like, talking about what happened yesterday is like, it's, I, I can't. Well, this one has I, to hurt more for those guys, even though I know, because they blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter to the dynasty. Sure. I mean, that that on their field. Had them I on mean, the ropes. Gosh, well, man. it's like 99. Them, it's like 99. We had a lead at halftime. Couldn't yeah, finish the game. The better team, and I still, I still, I'll still swear that up and down that you were the better team that year. Even though they beat you three times, you were the better team that year. We didn't get it done. No. It, it's, that's miserable. All right, so let's delve into this game a little bit more. The first half numbers for Blake Bortles, 13 of 15, 155 yards and a touchdown, a 131.9 rating. The guy was locked in in the first half. Well, they had a great rhythm. I mean, they were – the run was working, uh, play-action pass, uh, guys were open, some schemes. They got uh, Corey Grant the football. I mean, they just – they had the Patriots number, and Hackett was calling a great game and 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 had a flow going. And even coming out that first drive of the second half, they got a field goal out of it, and and you know you're up twenty to ten, and boy, you feel great. And then it just stopped. It's like they turned the faucet off, and it was over. And they made but even, bad field so position. Could, that- they stopped running the ball. They didn't do things they did in the first half with Corey Grant that you thought they might be able to get, uh, maybe get going again. Um, protection breakdowns. I mean, just, just one thing after another. Field position was poor, so you felt like you had to be a little more conservative. It was tough. But even, if I'm not mistaken, even when they got down in the, to the field goal area down there, the third quarter drive, which was a nice drive, by the way. I mean, they start, they got back to doing what they were doing in that, on that drive, right? I mean, they, like, I'm going to look at it right here. They went 
Fournette, they opened up with a run, then Bortles hit Bohannon, then Fournette ran, then Fournette ran, then you had a third and eight, and he hit Yeldon on that play, which was a great play by him, by the way. Then Fournette, Fournette, and you get to first and ten at New England 42, and you go run, run, go ahead and go make a play. They got away from their aggressiveness there again. That uh, that pass to Yeldon was the play Cam Robinson was hurt, by the way. And I yeah, wonder, a, I wonder how much of that Pete, was Bortles. the fact that they were controlling the line of scrimmage so much in the first half. Push, they were pushing the Patriots around. They felt like they'd come out in the third quarter and reestablish that. It didn't happen. Yeah, but. but I think once you get down there, if you clearly look at that drive, they ran for two, they threw for twenty, they ran for one, ran for one, threw for nine. Then they run for three, run for three, throw an incomplete pass. It's all, I mean. Yeah, but run for three, run, run for three, third and four is a good down and distance feat. You know what that was? Third and four to 36. They told him, don't you dare take a sack. We're getting a field goal here. So he just threw the ball into the crowd, remember? Remember what he did? He threw that ball way over the head, over the sideline over there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I don't know. I think go, in your that situation, go, go get the touchdown. Play, play to get the touchdown. It's almost like they played for that field goal in that situation. That's me. I'm critical, but that's me. They had to get some points. They had to get points on that drive. That was kind of the feel there. Well, I mean, it's no, no gimme. That's 54-yard field I'm goal. With you on that. The guy banged that through. I gave him a lot of credit. That was a hell of a kick. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I, mean, I think they could have been more aggressive. When you get to the plus side, you, you should definitely be more aggressive. Isn't the idea... I have this dominant defense that if I get stopped here and don't get the field goal, I'm going to punt them in, and I'm going to play great defense. That's the idea. So go get your points. Try and get your points. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't want to sit here, and I know it's what we do, but you, I still go back to you had a lead. Nine minutes, you had a chance, and that's what hurts so that, bad. And I, I agree. You can't play – you can never get too conservative against the Patriots because all you had to do is go look back at the Super Bowl, them down 28-3 and winning. And so you can't be too conservative um, especially until you get to the point where the math starts working in your favor is the amount of drives left in the game they can have. Then you can get conservative. Like Atlanta should have got conservative at the end of the Super Bowl and just taken the points when they knew they had them. Because now the math works in They're your so favor. Right. The math yeah. works in your favor. Sure. But in a situation where it's only a ten uh, point lead and you have the whole second half, I don't think you can get conservative. I do agree with Pete. If you look at the play calling, they, I think they thought they could run the ball. They didn't, and at some point you got to open it up a little bit more. It, and I, I think it lends to the question. And I think this is, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into Bortles and what do you do with them and what changes do you make. And and I don't want to dive too much into that because it's still too fresh. I think you have to be careful. But I'll say this, and I think I already know Pete's answer. <laughs> the question I think I would be asking myself if I was a coach, GM, Tom Coughlin, football executive, if I had, if I called the game because I'm afraid of my quarterback making a mistake, like why else would you take a knee with 53 seconds and two timeouts? Or why would you get conservative like Pete says in the second half? If the reason you're doing that, like if the reason you're doing that in the second half and Doug Marone said, you know what, we're up 10, our defense is dominating, you know, we're going to play smart field position football, uh, grind the clock out by running the ball. 
Now, you can disagree with that as a strategy, and I'm fine with that. You can have that debate. But if the reason you are doing that is because you're afraid of what your quarterback's going to do, or if the reason, and I can't think of any other reason at the end of the half why you wouldn't be aggressive there, if it's because you are afraid your quarterback will make a mistake and you don't trust him, then you really have to. Then I think that leads to the question: Is do we have a guy that we trust that we can win it, win it, the whole thing with? And that's yeah, a tough. That's a tough question to ask. Sure is. They clearly played it like they don't think they do. Right? Don't you agree? Well, at the end of the half, I don't know what other reason you, that you wouldn't be aggressive there. It's almost like after. He, okay, they got the ball back on the nine yard line that one time in the fourth quarter. And he did open with a pass, remember? Yeah. And he threw an awful ball to Marquise Lee, who looked like on TV he was open, Tony. Was he open? Uh, you know on the boot, like the no, boot to the right? he was not. He was not. Okay. All right, well, he threw, then he threw it away. But it almost looked like once he threw that ball into the crowd or whatever he did that they said, okay, forget about it. Let's no, but you know, oh, the, I, the one you know he threw in the crowd, you know why he did that, don't you? They put the corner blitz on, and he was trying to throw it to Marquise Lee, replacing where the corner blitz came from. And the safety no, that's, that's on the third down play. The safety ro- the, the safety goal. rotated over. That's what I'm yeah. talking on the field goal play. The safety rotated over so fast no, that he made the right I'm decision talking, to throw it away. I'm talking about the one. I, I, I know what you're talking about too. The boot on the yes. goal line where he Marquis Lee looked. I think like that was just a bad football. Was that was just a bad ball. Yeah, no, he was open. So that once they did that, then he got sacked on the next play. Remember, because he got jumpy and they blitzed him on the. On and the then next you, play. in that point, you're third. And, and they forever. ran on third down. You have to though. There, you're third and forever yeah, backed up. You got to. Yeah, I'm okay with that one. But I think that's the question you have to ask yourself if you're the staff in Dave Caldwell, Tom Coughlin. If that's why you made those decisions because you don't trust your quarterback, which I I could sit here and argue that Blake, if you look at the progression that Blake made from last year to this year, that if you keep the consistency of the same of Hackett, same system, same quarterback coach and everything else, that he will take another step. And he is he can be a guy you win it all with. You bringing him back? I don't know yet, Pete. Nineteen million. Here's my question, and we can. I'll ask this question. You think about it. We'll come back and talk about it. Mm. The only way you replace him, in my opinion, is if there's something better out there. You don't replace a guy just to replace a guy. I would treat it like any other position. If I think I can upgrade the position, I upgrade the position. And so my question to you, Pete. How do you upgrade the position and who's out there that truly is an upgrade? Because I think there's some names out there that we can talk about whether they are or not. We will get into that when we return. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Your call's coming in the second hour, 355-NFL1. The Tony Baselli Twitter question of the night. We're rehashing the AFC Championship game loss for the Jags to the Patriots. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. You walk around and there's really not a lot, not a lot of conversation. You know, it's just kind of a look, and you look in someone's eyes, and you're like, "Gosh, you know, you know, so close." And everyone's, you know, feeling the same way. And then, you know, you walk in the locker room, you know, you can see the players cleaning their lockers. I guess what you feel is, you know, it's the, <clears throat> the end, you know, and, it, and it's sad. It's, uh, you know, I said in the beginning, I, I really thought that, 
you know, this team could be special. There's Doug Marone, head coach today. His press conference around noontime. What about 30 minutes or so today? The day after the Jags fell in the AFC Championship game to the New England Patriots. Jaguars Monday continues. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. Your call's coming up in the second hour. Uh, we left last segment with a question posed by you, Tony, to Pete about um, quarterbacks available that could be replacements if the Jaguars decided to go there. Well, you never replace any player unless you have a better option. Now, the tricky part about Blake Steele is you have to make a decision before the first day of the league year, which is when free agency starts. Mid-March. And if he's on the roster at that point, his his contract is guaranteed, 100%. If you cut him before then, he is then a free agent, and not that you can't negotiate with him and try to bring him back, but now every team could have an opportunity to sign him. The only And so if you look at it, the two popular names that, that people think – will be available, and I want to talk to Pete about whether they will or not, are Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins. And then the other option besides those two is going to the college draft, but you're, what are you drafting, 29 now? That's what yeah. we're drafting? Yeah. And so. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. 29. Yeah, yeah, so 29. what are we going to I don't even know what that means. Wow. Right, so what, what's that? It means our draft show is going to be much later this year, Joe, and I'm not happy about that. Um, so. Let's let's break this down and ask a couple questions to Pete, and we Pete and I can discuss it. Number one, will Alex Smith and or Kirk Cousins be available this year? Start with Alex Smith. Pete, Pete, we can't hear you. Why can't you hear me? Oh, now we got you. There you go. Oh, hey, Tony, I don't know if he's going to be available, but if he is going to be available, you got to give up. Draft pick competition. Okay, so that's – okay, fine. So you have to give a draft pick. So what uh, – No, that's a no-go. Here you got a team okay, in Kansas stop. City. Uh, and stop for a second. I want to ask you about – so because I want to go one at a time. So okay, but let me finish on him first. Okay. No, that's what let I'm saying. I want to start – I want to go deeper with him. So the bottom, the first part of it is, Pete, the only way you get Alex Smith, because they're not going to cut Alex Smith. They're going to try right. to trade him for a third or fourth round. Right. Right. Correct. Okay. So and that's so that's so, the first thing is are you willing to give up your third or fourth round? You've already given the fifth this year to Darius. Are you willing to give up another pick to Kansas City for Alex Smith? That's the first question. The second question, Pete, is Alex Smith an upgrade over Blake Bortles? Well, yes, but here's a couple other factors. Ready? You got a team that's getting rid of him because he can't get him to the Super Bowl. That's my point. Get a guy. That's right? my point. And then and B. He's only got one year left on his deal. Point two. So you're gonna. This is the last year in his deal. So you're gonna go trade for a guy, give up a pick. Well, the only way you trade him is if you have him signed for you know extra three right. more years. But but the question right. is. So Pete makes a great point. Everyone says, well, let's get Alex Smith. He's better than Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's better than Blake Bortles. One, I'm not sure he is better than Blake. Yeah, Bortles. I think he's better. I'm I not sure. I'll tell you this. He's better. Two two teams have been ready to jettison him because he can't get them. To where they the promised land, right? But the he's 49ers better. and the Kansas City Chiefs. Blake had Tony, you five minutes better, away. Better, but is he worth giving up a pick for and giving him a contract? Why is he better, Pete? Because I contend that is Alex Smith's numbers better on this team. Because what everyone forgets, Blake Bortles is playing with a bunch of young, undrafted, street free agent receivers and a tight end who. When in his heyday was not a pass catching tight end, it's a blocking tight end, 
at the end of his career. And I love Mercedes. Outstanding team. Outstanding pro. Love him on this team. What he produces and what he does. But that's what it is. I mean, people forget the numbers that Blake Bortles put up and what he did. It wasn't like he's had, he had a bunch of Pro Bowl caliber receivers running around creating separation. I watch all the tape. Mm-hmm. And there's times when it's not like there's everyone's running wide open. And now I'm not putting on the receivers. I think for the group we had, all the injuries to Marquise and Alan Hearns and playing guys like uh, Jadon Mickens and Keelan Cole and, and Westbrook extended periods of time, I thought they did a nice job and they have nice futures and opportunities to grow. But last time yeah, I checked, Cody, we didn't have Tyree Kill and Jason Kelsey running around out there for us. Yeah, but, but here's the difference, though. Last three years for Alex Smith, 67.5 completion, 67.1, 65.3. Okay, let's Blake just look Bortles. at these years' numbers. Let's go but this Blake year's Bortles, numbers. 58.9, 58.6, 58.9. There's a big difference there. What were his numbers this year? 67.5. Okay. He averaged eight yards per attempt. He completed. He had twenty six touchdowns and five interceptions. Tony, he had a good year this okay. year. But did he have? I'm, does he have better I, talent around him? Yes. What round did they get knocked out? First round. Defense was terrible too. Though. I agree. How many? How many teams has have said that he's not the guy to win it all? Two. Two. And, and that's what you got to ask yourself. Is it worth giving up a pick and paying him to go get him? And, and by he, the way, was Alex Smith that better? Question, in his fourth no, year, probably. in his fourth year, was Alex Smith better than Blake Bortles or is he right now? We act like Blake Bortles is not going to develop anymore, which is historically, if you look at quarterbacks, they continue to develop and some of them have their best years at, at age 30. And so I say, I'm, I'm, bring, I'm having this conversation. By the way, I agree with Pete. I think Alex Smith is better than Blake Bortles right now. If but you're is asking he worth me. going to get? But is he worth giving up a third or fourth rounder no. and paying a bunch of money yeah. to extend no, the deal? No, I would not, okay, I so would not do that's that. That's one. But could Blake develop and be better than Alex Smith and could, down the line? And the question right. is, is can Blake continue to develop with consistency, which he's never had here, and, and, and grow in his system and become a better player than Alex Smith? How patient, I don't know. How patient are you and how I confident are you in and, that? And right. are you willing – how large is this window with all these young players that's right. and defensive playing the way they are? So that's question number one. Player one, because I only know two. Unless you have more players out there in the pros right now, Pete, that are better than Blake Bortles that are going to be available, I'm not sure who they are. You got no. Well, I'll give you one that Hold you're on. not talking about. Who? On a one-year deal, why not? If you bring Blake Bortles back, why not bring Sam Bradford in here on a one-year deal? So you're going to pay Blake 19 and and Bradford 19? Sam, no, Bradford won't get on a one-year deal. He won't get more than nine. He get, What's he going to get? What are you going to pay him? Ten, maybe. Okay. Tell me the, the last job. time. Tell me the last time Bradford had a good year and played all sixteen games. The pro- well, that's Tell me the last Maybe time Bra- a- he. Right. The answer is never. Um, and so I'm not. I don't love that. So let's go to Cousins. But I, I thought about Bradford, but I've set him aside for right now. Not that he couldn't. Okay. Not that he's not a talented guy, but he just hasn't had the consistency of playing. Let's look at Kirk Cousins. Number one, is Kirk Cousins going to be a free agent this year, Pete? Probably. I just had an argument with. Uh, Dave back there in the video production group. Oh, yes. That Kirk Cousins is silly if he does not go to free agency. That I don't I would not sign any deal with the Redskins until I found out what the market is. I'm with you. Because you're going to have 10 to 15 teams vying for your and the Redskins can't franchise him again cuz they'll owe what like 32, 32 million dollars or something 30, 30 yeah, 30 
34, I think it is. Something ridiculous. So, Kirk Cousins is going to be available. So, let's start here. He'll most likely be available. Mm-hmm. Is he a better player than Blake Bortles? Pete? Yes. I'd agree. Yes. Even though he's never won anything. Let's keep that clear. And he, and he has curled up in the fetal position in big moments. And he has not played mm-hmm. great in big moments. And Scott McLuhan, who was around him a long time, says he's not a he's not the guy. Former GM. Can Blake develop and be better than him? We're not there yet. Okay. No. Uh, no. We're not there yet. Stop. How much are you going to have to pay Kirk Cousins if he hits the open market to get him, Pete? Twenty-five. Twenty-five million. I think it's about twenty-five million as well. Yeah. So if you pay him twenty-five million, you have to sign a long-term deal. You are married to him for the near future. It also affects what you do on this team cap-wise, and you're going to have to let some players go, which they might have to anyways. I don't think you can keep three defensive tackles all making fifteen million dollars or more. I mean, I think there's some decisions to be made, and so the question is: Kirk Cousins be available? Both Pete and I think right now at his career, he's better than Blake Bortles, and he's an upgrade to the position. So with that said, are you willing to pay 25 and are you willing to roll the dice of cutting Blake Bortles and hoping that amongst 10 different teams, you are the guy, you are the bidder who wins his services? Yeah, That's, that's a high that's risk. A that's yes, a high, is. high risk. Here's how they could have solved the problem. They should have drafted one instead of taking Fournette at number four last well, year. Well, we can't go backwards, <laughs> and then it goes to the third situation. The third option is you sign Blake Bortles for one year, and you go draft the best quarterback at the 29th pick in the draft, and you see what you got. Plenty of talk. On- so I think it's a big decision, though. Yeah. It's, I think it's the number one decision facing this franchise moving forward. In the decision-making process, you have to take all emotion out of it because I like Blake. So emotionally, I want Blake back. But if you're a GM, the great GMs take all emotion out of it, look at the player as an asset, and say, can that player make us better and win it all? And if he can't, then you have to make other you have the to look other at thing the is, options. Is what is he like if he's actually allowed to play quarterback? Mm. When he was allowed to play quarterback in early December, he looked pretty damn good. We'll come back and delve into that a bit more in the second hour. Phone lines open, 355-NFL1. The day after the AFC Championship game loss to the Patriots, it's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. I know uh, people want to say, you know, we, we came so far, you know what I mean? But right now, it, it is kind of tough to reflect on, you know, um, just because this feeling, you know. But uh, that's the thing about life, man. You know, you have your highs and lows. You know, at one moment, you could be so high. You know, coming back last Sunday, you know, that feeling, I never experienced anything like that, you know. Um, and coming this Sunday, you know, we, we take a loss, you know, and it hurts, man. So, that's the thing about life. There's Alan Hearns, Jaguars wide receiver. Second hour, Jaguars Monday underway. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, your calls, 355-NFL1. Hey, riddle me this, Tony. So I, are you bringing oh, it up with the question I, he just I, asked? I'm going to ask you yeah, right ask now. It. Yeah, do All right, it. So that's I a didn't good question. the whole question. But the other side of this Bortles other quarterback thing, Blake Bortles just won you two playoff games. Yep. Beat the Bills with his legs. Yep. When he had to run in key situations, he did. Blake the Snake, he got first downs, moved the ball. They gave him the ball in his hands on fourth down for a touchdown. They go up and put up 45 points. Yes, there was a defensive touchdown. So you put up 45. 35, 35, yep. 38 points in Pittsburgh. 
in the divisional round yep. to win that football game on offense. And went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady until the, the last nine minutes of the football game. Great. Agreed with all that. W- w- does that not count for anything for Blake? I, I think you look at it, but I'll, I'll – I'll, I'm telling you, I haven't, I'm not saying don't bring back Blake. I think this is the conversation you have to have. I want – like as a per, – I've, I've said all – I mean, I've defended him on every national show. I mean, he is – as an offensive lineman, a guy you would love to have in the huddle with you. I mean, he has every, I mean, so many ta- uh, intangibles that you love and you want to be around. But here's my co- response to that. And so, was Trent Dilfer a franchise quarterback? No. Are you going to sign him to a long-term deal? He won a Super Bowl, no. by the way. No. He did. Yeah. B- Brad Johnson, is he a franchise quarterback? No, but he was better than Blake. Uh, okay, but let me finish, though. Is he a franchise <laughs> So those are both teams that won at one time and never got back. Right. Was Peyton Manning the reason they won the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago? No. No. Denver, no. No, no, no. no. So my point of saying that is, and this is where I think organizations make a mistake, when you don't evaluate the quarterback like uh, the other position. You, you always are trying to get better. And, the, and that's why the evaluation has to be about what, what you do with Blake in this fifth year. Do you think you can get better? Is there someone else better out there that helps you become better now in long term? Or is Blake that guy and he's going to improve because he's only a fourth-year player? And that's something you have to look into. Yeah, improve. You might have the same staff around him to help him improve. That's his, all absolutely that. right. He has yeah. been through a very tough situation. For, you know, a lot of change. Very difficult. Um, but those are all parts of the evaluation. I think organizations get in trouble when they say, "Well, we want a we want a playoff game. We'll come right back next year with the same group and just make a tweak here or there, and we're good." That it does. Every team's different. If you look at this team this year, they were very fortunate. I bet you there's not another team in the NFL that only lost two starters, two starting, two starters for games. So two games uh, off the defense for right. the entire year in the defense. And that was Telvin back to back weeks with a concussion. It's unreal. It's unheard of. Right. But if they're going to bring him back, they can't be protecting him all the time like they do. They just can't. They can't protect him. They you got to let him play quarterback. If you're going to protect a quarterback like that, you can forget about. Winning the whole thing, forget it. The one thing I want—I'm going to read a quote. The one thing I want Blake to hold on. The one thing I want Blake to stop saying because he he doesn't help himself. He has to stop saying he's not a natural thrower of the football. (laughs) He said that one time, right? Well, someone said he said it to Romo again. He did. He said it to Romo again. Just this weekend. You can't say that. Lie. It's it's true. I don't care. Just lie. Don't tell him. I want to. I want to read a quote from Mike Rabel today. Okay, he's talking about Marcus Mariota Mm. on the offense, the new offense. We're not going to run it into eight or nine guys. We're not going to be silly. I believe in screens. I believe in play action, things he does well. How many times this year have the Jacksonville Jaguars run the ball into eight or nine guys? Well, I'll say the same thing. How many times do we run screens that don't work? Well, that's true, too. Good point, <laughs> Tony. Tony. Great. Got, Thanks, Pete. That's, and by the well, way, Tony, we run we run play action pass as much as anybody in the yeah. league. I think we had one got, of the highest percentage of play action passes. So your quote right there, the, that, that quote right there is ridiculous and dumb. Grant. Stop. No, it's not. They got creative Stop, Pete. With Corey you make Grant, no sense. Out in the back now you're no, rambling. You're blurting stuff. out stuff. No. It's ridiculous. Read, the mindset in that building is run the football 
and play good defense, correct? That's the well, they opened it up against Pittsburgh. And look what happened. They opened it up in the first half against New England. And look what happened. Which, uh, you say their mindset. they got to start playing real offense. They can't protect the kid all the time, Tony. Either he is your quarterback or he's not. One I, way or the other. And you Pete, can't have it both where ways. I agree with you and what said spoke volumes to me is when you took a knee with 53 seconds left and two timeouts. That right And you there. don't think he's your quarterback then? Then you don't think he's your quarterback then? No, I, I'm not saying that's what I thought. I would have opened it up No, there. not you. I'm talking about them. That spoke volumes to me. Here, I, so let me give you another name that uh, Joe Fortunato brought up. Mm. Who's going to be a free agent? Drew Brees. There's no way he's leaving New Orleans, is he? No, I don't think so. I think he want, you know he's he has all his businesses there and everything. You know, Tony, he's in he's he's deep into that. So how much are they going to pay him? You know, they'll pay him twenty million, right? You got to. Is somebody going to pay him twenty four million? I don't know. What if you? What if you? If you're Up Jackson, if you're Jacksonville with this defense, and you went and said three years, we'll three go years, give you twenty-five million a year. We'll give you twenty-five million dollars a year for the next two years. I take Drew Brees before I take any of them other. That's guys. what I'm saying. But we'll get we'll guarantee fifty of it, but 25, 25 a year for the next three years. Come on, bring him in. That's would you do that if you're a GM? You're darn right I would. It would be tempting. You're darn right I would. I mean, that guy can still play. Now you have to make hey, look, some, you guy, have, you'd have the, to cut some guys. Guy, you have to cut some guys. Well, I, you probably cut Hearns. You probably cut Ivory. You probably cut one of the defensive tackles, like you mentioned. You probably cut. Um, I mean, you can get you can get down, Tony. You can do it. It's not that hard. No, you get creative. But mm. that's another name Joe so, Fortunato brought up. It's a lot to think about, man. We got plenty of off season. I thought Joe was going to bring up Nick Foles. No, but, but I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an example of Nick Foles. Okay, yesterday in that game. The Eagles got the ball back with 29 seconds left. In and the they half. ripped it. That's And that's the difference. Nick Foles, his reputation isn't great either. Doug Peterson, is, Doug Peterson is a heck of a coach. He's not afraid of his own shadow. You've got to coach he don't, that He way. does not care. He does. I give you. Uh, I agree with you there, Pete. But it's, it's going to be an interesting offseason. That's the biggest thing this, of this franchise. I think it's a very difficult decision. It's a because, tough one. Because you just got to the AFC title game. Blake is beloved, and he's been great, and he's great for this franchise. I just think you have to evaluate that position like you evaluate any other position. And I, and but again, I go back to what I said before. If you bring him back, let him play. You can't continue to protect him. I let agree him with you. I, Pete, I, I agree weapons. with you 100% there. If you're going to bring him but back, trust him, we'll go play. See, here's the thing. You can bring him back on that 19 and play real quarterback, and then if he stinks for sure – then you can go get another guy, right? Yeah. So that's what I would do. But you can't bring him back and let him play the way he's played. That's, it's, 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 it's not, that's not quarterback. That's called playing it safe, protecting the ball. You can't win that way consistently. You just can't. You'll have the aberration seasons where everything, like you said, Tony, no injuries on defense. They, everything went their way this year on that side of the ball. And you've got to believe he's going to get better, too. That's the other thing. I mean, we don't see him practice. We don't see it that. But, I mean, that's part of your evaluation if you're Tom Coughlin, uh, Dave Caldwell, and uh, Doug Marone. I've never seen a quarterback in my time in this league, and it's been a long time, where he goes – when he goes well, he starts feeling it. He, he looks like a different guy. But when it goes bad, that thing goes off the ledge in a hurry. So why not put him like they did in the first half – they put him in situations to be, succeed in that game. They did. They made some easy throws for him. He made some nice throws. Nice Which, and I heard people talk. Oh, the, 
I heard people saying, well, get rid of him. They, they have to trick it up and give him easy throws to complete. By the way, every team does that. Go look at the Steelers and all the gimmicky screens they run. Look at the Patriots and all the stuff they do. Look at Nick Foles. Uh, everyone does it. Offenses. That's my point. Yeah. Everyone does it. That's the way of the world nowadays because these teams, are now those RPO plays, they're going to be the rage of the league now. Tony, would you bring – would you bring uh, – let's finish with Blake here. Would you bring him back? If I brought him back? No. Would you bring no. him back? Am I the offensive coordinator or are they the offensive coordinator? You're the you're you're Tom Coughlin. You're in charge. You can tell the them boss. whatever you want. You're the boss. You're no, the quarterback. Tom can't tell him what offense to run. Sure he can. He, He's the boss. No, he can fire him. He can fire him if he doesn't like the offense. Pete, you're the boss. You no. report to Shad. What are you doing with the quarterback? You get, you dictate I everything. Back and I, play, I bring him back on the one-year deal and play real offense, and if he's not good at it, then I go get another guy. Because there is – I'm with Tony. You – Paying Kirk Cousins is ridiculous. Unless you get Drew Brees, if I can get Drew Brees, then it's a whole other animal. <laughs> I, take, I I get Drew Brees. I'm, I'm Drew Brees is my quarterback, and you know what? I just made myself the Super Bowl favorite. Well, if you get Drew Brees, you're doing what the Broncos did and said for the next three years we're going to contend for a Super Bowl. Correct. I would do that. I think. But if uh, Blake comes back, you got to let him play quarterback. The problem is you won't know. You won't know until, until. I think if push comes to shove, if I had to decide right now. I would bring Blake Bortles back on a one-year deal, and I'd draft a quarterback with the 29th pick. Yeah, but you might those the top quarterbacks it, might be gone by the time you pick at 29. If there's, I mean, I haven't, we haven't even gone that far. We'll do. <laughs> if there's this the first draft talk of the year, no, but if there's the first draft talk, I'm right saying here. if I had to decide today, which I don't, I have plenty of time. I have the next month to make this month and a half to make this decision. But if I had to decide today, my I would bring Blake back for the 19 million. I would open up and. Show I trust him, get some weapons around him, and I probably draft uh, if if the right value there for the quarterback because I draft a guy 29th overall. That's what I would do. Yeah, well, because yeah. I I'm not convinced Kirk Cousins is the answer, and paying him 25 million, I don't know if I want to be tied to that. Maybe he is. I haven't done a lot of homework, but that's not when I listen to people on talk radio and the tweets and everything I've gotten. Like somehow Kirk Cousins is the savior. I, yeah, I don't. I'm I, with you, Tony. I don't. I I've seen him curl up in the fetal position in big moments. I don't like that. I, I think he's even his own general manager said he's just not special. I'll tell you who is special. The guy in New Orleans is special. But there's no way he. Le- I don't think Drew Brees would leave, even if you paid. Even if you paid him an extra five million a year, nah, he doesn't need the money. Much, no, he's got too much tied to that. You never know with an agent, though. You know how an agent is, Tony. He might say, "Hey, wait a second. We can get this. We're gonna let's go get this and convince them to do it. Which, t- which, uh, la- one last question, just because mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yes. Which team is, uh, which is the better team with Drew Brees on it, the Jaguars or the Saints? The Jaguars are. Yeah. With all that said, I, I bring right now. I bring Bortles back. We've got a month and a half. No, but I'm saying I bring. Right. I bring him back right now. And, yeah. Here's another thing: Jacksonville has a left tackle problem. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Right now, they do. No, they don't. He was but, awful yesterday. He, he had a tough day. He hurt his shoulder. Yeah. He'll be fine. But he he hasn't played at a great level this year. I mean, he's got a lot of ability. I didn't say he did. You said they have a left tackle issue. I said you're wrong. He will be fine. I stand by my sure comments earlier sure in the year. About Jokel. You kept saying Jokel would be fine. I never said Jokel would be a dominant left tackle. I believe this kid will be a dominant left tackle. Okay. 
So is the line as is what's coming back next year? No, I go draft. I will draft a. I think you always draft guards and tackles in the third, fourth round. Always. But if the season opened today, would that line be the starting line? I don't know. Who do you draft? Well, I mean, you're not going to draft. You're not going to draft a guard in the first round. No, I'm drafting all offense. By the way, too on this on this pick. Yeah, but you're not drafting a guard in the first round. I didn't say that, but you can get good guards in the second, third round. Our left tackle is a second round pick, Pete. I agree, but so as of right now, you would say that that line because it, it, unless a draft pick comes in and wows him, he's not going to win the job, right? No, I mean you got to wow. I mean, is that I mean, line good enough? Brandon, That's the question. Brandon Linder was a third round pick. Remember, yeah, is that line? And he good was pretty enough? good his rookie yeah, year, by the way. He did okay. Um, is no, it's not good enough. They, did they play well this year? But if you're, this is my whole point, and I used Blake as the example, but I'll go across the board outside of a few positions. Just because you went to the AFC title game, don't think you got this thing built and you're just going to show up next year and be back. That's how. That's not what teams that are consistently there. Teams that are consistently there have a, have two things, two traits. One, they have a quarterback. To Pete's point, sustainable success. Yeah. And two, they are always trying to get better. They're always oh, I mean, looking to make their roster better. Upgrade here, everywhere, there, whatever we can do to tweak how about some, this. How about some capable get? Bigger pass cap, better pass catchers for the quarterback. I, uh, I mean, think I, about right. That's not first and foremost. That's got to be a priority. I agree. You try to upgrade. What do you do with Allen Robinson? Tough question. Yeah, let's come back and get into that a little bit. Phone no, calls. we're gonna do phone calls next. Yeah, we're gonna do that as well. Three five five NFL one. Whatever you say, Tony. Are we doing a Twitter question tonight? I haven't asked yet. Are we? I've asked you three times, and you haven't given me one yet. No, you have not asked three I, times. I've said That's it three a lie. times. We're getting to the Tony. No, you're Buscelli a liar. Twitter question you're tonight, a liar. And you haven't put it out there yet. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna That's find out on right you. Now. Maybe we should upgrade this position in the offseason. Check out Jack Adania's Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just two twenty nine. Wait a second, did you just fire me? <laughs> I, just said, I, did I, I didn't fire. fire you yet. It's not the end of the league year yet. Listen, you know what? You should try to upgrade everything in organization. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and the, here's the problem. Years, I agree. The problem is there's about five guys in this building who can do your job better than you wow. right now. Tweet out. Go ahead. It's Jaguars I'll take Joe. Monday. Hey, Dave, you want a job? On Jaguars You're probably Radio. better than JP. <laughs> I just try to dislodge the ball. It's a big bruise. You know, we'll try to dislodge the ball, but you know, I guess they felt that it was uh, too high of a hit. And, you know, I hope he's healthy. Yeah, he's all right. You know, back, so I hope he's all right. But um, yeah, it, was, it was a tough call, but you know, hey, you got to go with it, what they call the toughest play in football. I mean, if you go low at the knees, you're considered a dirty player. If you go high, and they throw the flag on. So I mean, it's a bang bang play. I mean, people are coming at each other 100 miles an hour. So just try to play football, try to lead with my shoulder. Uh, I guess I don't know. What, you know I gotta watch the tape and see what happened. But that dude's huge. He's humongous. If you go, like you said, if you wait for him to catch it and bring it down, he might run you over. So you just gotta kind of go with it and just give it your all and try to hit in the right target zone. But going 100 miles an hour like that, I mean, it's nearly impossible. That's Barry Church reacting to his hit on Rob Gronkowski. I'll say this about that hit. Yes. If you were to ask Rob Gronkowski today, would you rather Barry Church hit you like he did in the head? And I don't think it was an intentionally dirty hit, by the way. I think he was going full speed, and it was helping. Helping, it's the right call. The officials made the right call based on what the rules are today. But if you ask Rob Gronkowski, would you rather have been hit in the head like that, or if Barry Church go hit you right in the knees? And Rob Gronkowski would tell you most likely, hit me up high every single time. 
Pete, am I wrong? Well, you got to remember, he he tore his knee up getting hit low. Remember? That's my point. Cleveland that one year. Where were the, I mean? Yeah, he guys would rather be hit high. It was not. Yeah, it, was not it, a, it was not a. It was not it was a not dirty a play. To, no, it wasn't a dirty play. It's an illegal hit. It should have been flagged. He had a concussion. He should have went out. He should have stayed out. And he did. You know yeah. what the NFL needs to do at some point, though? They're going to have to go back and sit there and say, maybe he needs to go off the field in that situation, Barry Church, like the college game does. The targeting rule no. or whatever. No. Yeah. You know why, Tony? Because on the surface, that hit was well worth it for Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and, a, it's and a this bad is... play, but the end result was – you got their best weapon off the field. I agree with that. And but go Max run the play again because I mean, if you look at the way Barry Church went, he was not targeting with his head. His head ends up hitting Gronkowski, but he actually leads with the shoulder and forearm to the body. They kind of hit at the same time. But because of the, the because of how Gronk is leaning and diving for the ball, his head goes down a little bit. It's impossible sometimes to avoid that stuff. To me, that's way, not dropped that. He dropped it before he even got there. Yeah, but you're watching the play, right, Pete? Yeah, that wasn't yeah, targeting. Well, it is by the rule. By the no, but it wasn't. Is. If you by your rule, Pete, would you have thrown him out of the game? In that situation, by the no, by the rules. No, no, no. By the by the rule that you're suggesting, the targeting rule. If yeah. there's a targeting rule, would you have ejected Barry Church? Half a game. Yeah. No. If it's by the college rule, you would. No. Now, if he had his head down, was leading with his head, the crown right. of his helmet, and trying to put it, you know. That's different. That's right. different. Yeah, yeah. His face mask is up. He's leading with the form and shoulder. There's nothing. I mean, that's what you want. Unfortunately. Run it again, run it again if you can. I, I run see it again, Max. Unfortunately, he was diving and leaning for the ball and kind of lowers his body a little bit right at contact. Right. I'm I not sure what else he's supposed to do. he was for the numbers, and it just happened that his no, head was coming No, I, I disagree down, you know? with that. Yeah. I think it's – no, it would be yeah. terrible. Show the other angle. We'll get here in a second, Pete. It's going to come up right now, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this on the radio and not watching it, but this is important. Jaguars.com. You can check it out. Look at Jaguars Pete. Twitter. That's targeting. Oh, I disagree, Pete. You're just I, trying I, to be I, right I, here, Pete. Look targeting. at this: shoulder, forearm, and the helmet. His lead. head is up. His well, head is up. Down. Gronk's head is coming down. Exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I right here. Sorry. Look at this: head up, face up. It's not really up though. It's kind of to the side. His his face. He's not is, leading yeah. with his right. helmet. We're That's gonna, the rule. We're idiot. Not, we're not going to get right. anywhere with Stop. this tonight. Yeah. Obviously, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Three five five NFL one. We go to Ortega. Hold on, before we go yes. to Ortega, Pete. The funny, the interesting thing is that was a that would have been a great play where you knocked out their best player when I played. Right, and you, you know what? You would have been getting. You would have been doing a dance right in front of them. That's right, but you day. know what else? <laughs> Quarterbacks didn't try to throw those as much either because they didn't want to get their receiver killed. Because of the rules the way they are, quarterbacks have a lot more guts to throw those balls in there. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Ortega. Steve gets us going tonight with some play calling. Steve, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, the thing that stuck out to me last night, and I think I was throwing things at the television, was the play calling in the fourth quarter. I really feel like we the game was ours to win, and then we just suddenly got real conservative. I don't know how many times we ran it up the middle for a yard, but uh, it just seemed like it was a whole different offensive coordinator in the in the fourth quarter, maybe in the second half. 
What do you think, Pete? What you thought about that? Yeah, Pete, what do you I, say? You know how I feel. I, yeah. I thought the game was poorly called in the second half, and that's 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 my from both sides. I didn't like it either way. Um, you got a chance to knock out the king. You go play like you're the the big bad guy on the, and take your shots. I, I didn't like it at all. I tend to agree with them. I thought they got way too conservative. You you were right to throw something through your TV. Uh, I think you got to look at. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't get conservative, but how often uh, how often were they backed up in terrible field position? And by way, by the way, they threw on first down in one of those situations. Um, but they also gave, but Tony, if you don't, you're in that situation. You can't count on not being in, in, in giving up points. You no, but Pete, I'm saying they threw on first down. What else you want them to do? Do you, I mean, I just hear how conservative, they're conservative, well, the conservative. They're backed up. The they threw on first down. Well, the next time when they gave up, so the Pete, let me ask you a question: Do you want do you pass. want them to throw every time on first down? No. Then no, shut up. They can throw. They can throw more than they do on first down. Look, Tony. They went. They to, gave them. Did they give them the points in that situation when Amadola ripped the punt back to the third? Yeah, because line? of the throw, punt. It was a terrible well, punt. Inter- that wasn't okay, play calling. If, inter- if he throws an interception in the middle of the field, where do they have the ball? At the 30? Oh, gosh. Give me a break. What, well, come what? on. Pete, if they throw – okay, let's just go over your reasoning because it's really asinine and idiotic. No, and not. you're sounding stupid right now. So let's let's throw it up, and if they pick it at midfield – That's not what I'm saying. Oh, no, you just That's said – I didn't you just say said, that at all. You just said, what's the difference in them throwing an interception at midfield? You, let me tell you the inter- let me yeah, tell you the difference. Just- let me tell you the difference. You have a bunch of offensive players chasing a guy and five of them being fat trying to tackle a guy in open field. That's what happens. They return for that's how touchdowns get returned for a touchdown. And in all due respect to the offensive linemen, I was one of them. But that's not really what we're designed to do to be tackling defensive the backs in the open field. England, you were trying to do. That. I know. I was trying to chase them down. It did not work. By the way, I heard you. I heard you guys this morning. It was Otis Smith you were trying to chase. I can. I, I, I blocked him out. Yeah. No, but the bottom line is, Tony, I just think in that scenario, go get a couple first downs and the game's over. Oh, yeah, I think they were trying to, Pete. No, they weren't. They ran the ball twice on that situation, and then they threw on third down. They weren't trying to. They were trying to bleed clock. And, by the way, when you're trying to bleed clock, you might want to take the play clock down when you're trying to bleed clock. They didn't do that either. Mismanagement. There was a lot of game mismanagement. You know how that, you know how that makes me crazy. I can't stand game mismanagement. It's, it's infuriating. Mm. Let's go to, speaking of infuriating, uh, Logan in Utah has some beef. What's up, Logan? Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to say I really appreciate, uh, you know, your perspective and uh, point of view. But I got a question. Um, so, Tony, listening to you this morning on the morning show, uh, and we were talking, you guys were talking about, well, you said there were three pivotal plays throughout the game. Now, one of them is that that dead ball call where Miles Jack ripped the ball yep. um, and stripped it. And he had he had – a pasture in front of him. I agree. So my question is, with that blown call, because I feel like that could have been a pivotal moment and could have really put the game and and just closed the door on it. So with the refs botching a call like that, instead of letting the play play out, is are they are they fined for anything? And no. They don't get fined at all? No. Wow. 
In fact, the NFL will probably say it's a fine. What they did was not a problem because they viewed him as down, and they're supposed to call it as they see it on the field. And that's exactly what the uh, league representative said, uh, Michael Signora from the well, PR and, office, which I yeah. expect them to say nothing else. They're not going to come out and say we blew one of the biggest plays in the the biggest game up to the date of the season. So I I got another question in regards to that because in the, the Kansas City game they did the same thing, which could have affected the result of that game. Um, and that was triplets. That was that wasn't Kansas City. That was the Los Angeles Rams. No, no, he's talking about the Kansas. It's Kansas City, Tennessee. Oh, game oh, Kansas City, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Kansas yes, City, that, Tennessee. Now that was an asinine call. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, that was even worse because they said forward progress. progress on a sack. Fumble. When he got what hit, you know? when, he f- so when he fumbled it right when he got hit. So uh, different bad calls. <laughs> I would say triplets was worse. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys I appreciate it. I listen to you guys on the Ten Ten XL app out here. And try the Jaguars right. app. We love Ten Ten XL, but don't forget that Jaguars app yeah, as well. Look at oh yeah, no, no. When uh, when I need to get up on the podcast and stuff, I definitely hit there the, you go. the Jags app. You need to have both of them. You have to have both those apps on your phone. Thanks for the call from Utah tonight. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls. Yes, phone lines. Twitter question as well. Twitter question of the night, right around the corner. It's a good one. Three five five NFL one the number. And yeah, we'll preview if we have to Super Bowl fifty two. No, we don't. We really don't have to. Okay, we don't have to. Experience Everbank Field in an entirely new way on a fully guided behind the scenes private tour. Visit Jaguars.com for more information. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. It was bittersweet. We were almost there and to go that far. But I guess at the end of the day, you got to hold your head high. But it just it, it just wasn't the expectation just to you know make it to the AFC Championship and give the Patriots a game. Our, our expectation was to win. That's Miles Jack, Jaguars linebacker in the locker room yesterday in New England. 24-20, final score. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Frisco. Jaguars Monday continues. And it continues with the Tony Baselli Twitter question of the night. Yes. At South Roundtree has the question this evening. Can Blake Bortles win you a Super Bowl? So I'm going to answer this with another question I have included. I was asked, what about Eli Manning as one of the choices as a quarterback? Got to give up assets. Well, before we get into that, number one, I think the question is, yes, you can win a Super Bowl with Blake Bortles. Okay. If you look at the – and I bring up Eli Manning because everyone says, let's get Eli Manning, let's get Eli Manning, let's get Eli Manning. If you look at the first four seasons of Eli Manning's career, and he won a Super Bowl his fourth year, they beat the Patriots, who were 18-0 at that point. And I'm going to I'm going to add one more point at the end of this. Got a crazy fourth down catch. But so, yes, go ahead. Eli Manning's numbers compared to Blake Bortles after four years. Eli Manning fifty four point seven completion percentage. Blake Bortles fifty nine point one. Eli Manning one hundred ninety nine point seven yards per game. Blake Bortles two hundred forty point eight yards per game. Eli Manning seventy seven touchdowns to sixty four interceptions. Blake Bortles ninety touchdowns to sixty four interceptions. Eli Manning, a 70.3 passer rating. Blake Bortles, an 80.8 passer rating. Every number, he's better. And I say all that, and I do believe Blake Bortles can win you a Super Bowl. If you go, and, I, and I'll go back to what I said at the top of the show. You can talk about being conservative, scheme, everything else. Pete and I, you and I, Pete, you and I both agree this is a player's league. And players like to say that it's a player's league. Well, guess what? If that's the case, players have to make plays. 
You want to know why the Giants won a Super Bowl with Eli Manning his fourth year? It was because their pass rush made plays. They made plays on defense. On a fourth down play, David Tyree made a catch that was remarkable. They made plays when they had well, to. It was also Eli scrambling out of some pressure on that play. And getting Making, out of tackle, it's you know? also yeah. Eli Manning is the only quarterback in the history of uh, of the Super Bowl to have two game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. Agreed. No, I'm saying, but they made plays, Pete. Right. And my point of saying of that is, if this team made one or two plays in that game yesterday, they win. And they're playing the Eagles, a team that I think they would beat in the Super Bowl. And so you can win with Blake Bortles as your quarterback, but players got to make plays. And I, because I, I want to remind everybody, I think there is currently four to five quarterbacks in this league that can carry a franchise. Their names are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and I'll probably say Ben Roethlisberger. I might put that Russell. I might put. I own. might put Russell Wilson in that category as well. After what he did this year, that can win games by themselves. Yes. That's it. Brees, Brady, Rogers, Roethlisberger, and I might Wilson. put Wilson in there after what he did this year. What about Rivers? Tell me the last time Philip Rivers went to the playoffs, Pete. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Love, I love Philip Rivers. Love him. When was the last time Russell Wilson w- went to the playoffs without number one ranked defense? Once. He did it once last year. Okay. Well, I, I didn't say early in his career, Pete. <laughs> I heard that coming. I knew that one was coming. But this year, Pete, you'd agree. You even said it on Twitter I, and you talked about it. That was a bad football team with a lot of injuries, and they they win five or six games without Russell Wilson. Yeah, I I, I, I would include him in that. But I, And I love Philip Rivers. Rock. He's hurt. I can't put him in that category right now. But if he's healthy, you can. Yes, if he's healthy, but he's not. But Philip Rivers, I love it. I started thinking about it. Everyone says, Philip Rivers, he, and he's, is he a good court? Yes. But tell me the last time they went to the playoffs. It's true. Been a while. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Philip, but there's only five of them that I can count of right now. Every other quarterback you have to surround with players who make plays. What about Stafford? No. No, Ryan. no. Very good players. I'm, they're better than Blake. I'm not See, saying, I, but I'm not. I no, Ryan, I think Ryan's in the same category with Russell Wilson. Mm. I think if you give Russell Wilson, who a year ago, I think if you, no, he's very good, Pete. But I think if you give Russell Wilson that offensive line, who's better than Seattle's, those two running backs that are better than any running backs that Seattle has, and Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, who are better than any receivers that they have. It'd be interesting. He has a lot of talent on that offense, Pete. A lot of talent. Last Chargers hey, playoff team 2013, by the way. It's a long time ago. Tony, here's one for you. You mentioned Seattle. If you're Jacksonville, do you sniff around Jimmy Graham? Boy, he's, a, he's still a great red zone threat, Pete, but does he do much else besides that right now? No, but so, they need a receiving tight end. Though. They do. Price is right. Yeah, I'm sniffing around. Get Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham, and you can reunite them the like they did in the Saints part do. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's Jeez. my point. That's why everyone – and so I bring – and so the, the answer to the question, yes, he can win the Super Bowl. The Giants won with Eli Manning as the Super Bowl quarterback and was not 
anywhere near did not have the numbers anywhere near Blake Bortles. It's because when it counted, he made plays and that defense made plays and receivers made plays, and that's why they beat the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. At the end of the day, I will stand on it. If I'm going to be consistent and say this is a player's league, well, then players have to make plays. When it's third and 18, somebody make a play. When you have an opportunity to hit the wheel route, hit them or dive for it. When it's second and 10, block the guys. Give the quarterback an extra time. Or if you're one of the four, four down guys getting double teamed. Find a way. Blitzer. Look for your blitzer coming. Oh, wait, they didn't send him. No, but you know what I mean, Pete. <laughs> I know. Win, hey, win up front. Hey, guess what? Don't complain that the coaches isn't calling the right defense. No. Go, go beat the guy. Go Those win. Aren't great line, Those aren't open. great offensive linemen, by the way. No, they didn't win. go win. That's what I mean because all because we, this is what players do, and I, I'm one of them. We always say it's about us. We got then when it's time, go do it. Don't hey, point to the coach. Thing? Don't blame the coaches. Tony, Coach's job is to put if, you in the best position possible, but sometimes they're going to mess up. It's on you to go make the play. <laughs> what happened to Ngagwe in pregame warmups? He pulled a muscle. What, 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 though? Was it a hamstring? Was it? I don't know it? if it's been reported, so I don't want to step out there and say anything I'm not supposed to say. Well, he's, it was out today that somebody said that he pulled a muscle or something or did something, but what was it? I just told you. He, he wasn't on the field for 30. He only played 35 snaps. I know. He was hurt. Heard him, uh, he tried to gut it out and couldn't get it through. What I heard is like abdomen area somewhere in there. Okay. So, he, uh, he so just the out. Jaguars know JP. My name's JP. I said it. Hey, Gibson gutted it out. Yeah, Clay's Campbell got hurt early. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this on Gibson, because he was responsible for a lot of the bad plays yesterday. Should he have been sitting and play somebody else? That's a tough one, because you need him back there just to do certain things. It's tough. Tough decision. He didn't practice all week. That's a tough one. He was on crutches on Friday or Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. It's a tough decision. I would have played him. What was your option, Wilson? Yeah, I would have played Gip. So, but, so that's my answer. Yes, he can win. That's a long way of saying it. We forget history sometimes yeah. of how teams win Super Bowls. They're five minutes away from getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it. but you know what? A lot of those teams that get that way and play that way and get there and even win it, they go away because it's not sustainable. Right, but Pete, how many, okay, how many, how many teams have quarterbacks that make it sustainable to get to the playoffs every year? Maybe like, eight, 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 five, eight, five, eight. Five. Five no, six, well, seven. the five I just said, and maybe a couple more. Yeah, that's it. There's not a lot. And so all of a sudden, no. everyone wants to throw Blake Bortles out of town. And this is how I started the segment, I mean, the conversation. Unless you find somebody better. You forgot another one, by the way. Who's that? Carson Wentz. Not yet, Pete. No? Not yet. Not Close. yet. Close. Opportunity. Not yet. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in the same category as Russell Wilson and those guys. No, no. Not yet. Andrew Luck is if he's healthy, though. When he's healthy, he's a freak. Think about this. We keep talking about how close they came and everything. With the way that division is next year. Talking about this today in in our office in here. you got a first-place schedule and the whole division coming back. If Luck comes back. Deshaun Watson. Watson. J.J. Watt. Merciless. New coach in Tennessee in Brable. No, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be harder next year. No. That's why you got to get better. Harder. And you're playing the NFC East. Now the, so just saying, Redskins, the Cowboys, Eagles, eh. Eagles, Cowboys, eh. Eagles, Giants. very good. 
Giants, come on. Yeah. Just because they have a great name and a legacy name doesn't mean they're good. Let's not forget that. We'll come back and go around the National Football League. Some hires today, announced at least today, uh, uh, presented today. They were announced earlier, but some guys at the podium today. Vrabel and Schumer, uh, right? Thanks for ruining the teams. Schirmer. We'll, Schirmer. Uh, we'll come back yeah, and discuss those. Schumer. Schumer, Schumer, Schirmer, Schirmer. Get the latest transportation news and information on Making Moves. Join the award-winning Making Moves team the first Tuesday every month at 1230 on Channel 4. Final moments of Jaguars Monday after this on Jaguars Radio. Probably the more I think about it, the more it'll hurt. You know, in a, in a mortal way on my mind. You know, about what you could do could have done better. I mean, there's everyone in that room right now, everyone in that locker room is thinking, you know, what could we have done a better job of, you know what I'm saying, to win the game. I mean, you know, so it's uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I mean, it, it, you know, outside of, God forbid, someone passing away that you feel, you know, close to, I mean, this is, this is what, this is probably as close to pain that you'll have. You know, this is the pain that you, you deal with when you, when you lose football games something that we've got to deal with and it hurts and it it stays with you for a long time i cannot imagine as a coach what they're feeling and the only thing i can compare it to and it is minuscule but as a competitor when it doesn't work out especially when you're a coach it's even different than a player because you feel like you have control to dictate and strategy and call the game and I can think back to as a high school football coach in play, a playoff football game that you lose and then rehashing for days and weeks of what maybe we could have done different, especially in a close game, to help our guys have an opportunity to win. That's high school football. Yeah. That's not my job. Sure. It's just, but as a competitor, I mean, it would it eats at you. And I cannot imagine what – Doug Marone, especially the coordinators, Doug Marone as the head coach and then Nathaniel Hackett and and Todd Wash are going through. It has to be excruciating and painful because as a coach you look back and say, what if I'd have done this? What if I'd have moved this chess piece? Or what if I'd have made this decision? Maybe that would have led to an opportunity for us to win. Right. I, I feel for those guys. It has to be awful. And, and as Doug Marone said earlier in the year, I mean, this, this kind of thing happens – Every week, he's so exhausted oh, after the game because of the decisions. He's he's locked in for the sixty minutes, and why are we making this decision? Let's do this. Let's go for this fourth down. Let's, and what are the ramifications of this? But then again, there's always next week. You can come back, adjust, you get it, and move and that's on. That's the difference. When it regular season, you, you get another chance to go back and play again and and try to fix it. Now you miss the Super Bowl. And you're sitting at home watching on TV. Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. I'll tell you what, pay me $4 million a year, I'll deal with it. <laughs> oh, no, no, Pete, I'm not, I'm not feeling sorry for them. Right. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this right now, and they get paid a lot of money, as do players. But I'm, I guarantee you, as a coach or player, at this moment, now Pete always says that all players care about is money. It's very important. It's our jobs. It's their jobs. It's coaches' jobs. Money does matter. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it does not. But I'll tell you when it doesn't matter, and that's right now. Yeah. Right after a loss like that, nobody cares no. about the money. No one's no. thinking about money. It doesn't so, matter how much they pay morning. you. No, for a little bit longer than that, Pete. Uh, even the soulless person like you. 
A lot of those guys are going to the Pro Bowl tomorrow. They're going to be thinking about themselves. Even as a, like a soulless person like you, it would take longer than that. <laughs> no, I'm a realist. <laughs> no. By the way, speaking of money, speaking of money, you get a lot of money for those endorsements you do. You've got to quit saying Stanwich. <laughs> you say Stanwich in that ad. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, but that, I'm telling you, it's painful. It is very painful. I know what I get. You know what I know when, you get, when I get it? Actually, he has no answer. Speechless. No, yes. I, I wasn't speechless. It's an idiotic comment to make in the middle of what we're talking you about. You doing <laughs> sandwich ads. You're going to have to be oh. doing the DPSCSC ads again here. Oh, well, guess soon, what? You know, to Mike, even it out. Just last time I checked, neither of you are getting paid. So kiss it where the sun doesn't shine. Yeah, and your rate's about to go up four times, by the way. And you know what? Week. Yeah, next year, next week, after next week, he might be getting like three times as much. Peter, you're doing right? your job out there. you helping me at all. I mean, you're darn right. I'm going to the Pro Bowl tomorrow, and I'm ambushing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ambushing. <laughs> hey, uh, Pete, what day are you going to the Super Bowl? Sunday. The, the week, week before. before. Yeah. So we yeah, need to, you going? I'm going Sunday, too. So we got. We're supposed Are to do a show. Are, are we supposed to? Yeah, I'll be there all week. Are yeah. we doing a show next yeah, Monday night? Monday show on Monday, but I I don't know. I got. I, I don't you know, know if I can. Media night. We I do too. I'm running the media night with you. I'm there as well. So we might have to figure out to do something. Maybe we'll call. Maybe you and I can uh, call in together, or we'll figure something yeah. out. Yeah, because what time is media? We don't even know what media night is. Next no, week. I, I I know this. I'm hosting. Out. I'm hosting media night for Westwood One. So me, I'm hosting there. I'm doing a lot of stuff there too. So it's going to be. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll find a way. But Tony, um, yeah, I'm going to the Pro Bowl. I'm le- coming home tomorrow. Going to the Pro Bowl Wednesday, and so I, every voter that's standing around will get ambushed. I promise you. Yep. But I'll see you. Uh, where are you? Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this now. But I'll see you. In uh, yeah. so I was going to ask at you where media, you're staying. At the media hotel. At the media hotel. <laughs> out by the media hotel. Out by the uh, the Mall, Mall of America. America. Yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm looking at this uh, press announcement about the media time. Seven ten to eight ten Monday night. The Patriots interview session, and then nine o'clock to ten o'clock p.m. The uh, Eagles, and I believe that's Central time. Yeah. yeah so it's six. Yes. So we're so it's eight so o'clock it's 8 our o'clock. time. They start. So we're going to have a problem. We, yep. we'll be able to, we might be there at the facility. We might be able to call in and both do We'll figure something hours. out. Yeah. We'll do the best we can. Yeah. But we might have to find you another uh, host for that show. You mean an upgrade? I mean, uh, no. You mean an upgrade? A, another you mean uh, an upgrade? co-host. No, oh. no, JP, the upgrade came when he was in London. That's right. Yeah. But we'll figure point. it out. Which I'm disappointed. I almost wish we could move like the last Monday after the Super Bowl or something so we could all be together. But well, what would have happened if the Jags had won? I know. How how insufferable will you will that guy be if he actually gets into the Hall of Fame? By I mean, oh I won't be bad. He's impossible now. <laughs> it won't be nah, bad. He'll be humble. He'll be humble. Oh, okay. That'll be the biggest bust in that room. Well, I got a big head. Like literally, know, like a literally a big head. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're gonna have to get more clay for that big yeah, one. <laughs> that Kyle Corbin. Calipers aren't big head. enough. The four, the four. They can watch. Uh, they can watch. They can play the videos of me playing off my forehead off the bust. By the way, if we don't, if we aren't on next week, in, in all seriousness, I really, in my gut of guts, think this thinks this is the year, Tony. I really do. I, I've just gotten a lot of good feedback, and um, I I'll be honest with you, I will be astounded if it doesn't happen this year. Well, it'll be. Uh, we'll talk about that next week and and the Thursday night before. I think a bunch of the. Uh, JP, are you going out, or I know PK is going out. Uh, PK and uh, and John Osher will be in Minneapolis. We couldn't get you on the nope. trip, huh? Nope. But uh, they'll be out there, and we'll be doing a bunch of stuff around it. And listen, people say, "What do you think? How are you going to feel?" I'm like, "I have no idea. It's something I've never quite experienced. I'd probably be shocked, humbled, and and uh, very uh, grateful and emotional, 
but uh, try not to think about it. I know this, that Saturday is miserable. That is a bad day. For the, Didn't a, a housekeeper knock on yes, the door last year? Yes, it was not good. It was not cool. But, I mean, it's just a long day. I actually – I'm so busy doing stuff around the Super Bowl up until that day. But then all the yeah, work that is – That oh, day is like the day for everybody to kind of regroup and Yes, breathe. and so I'm sitting there by myself, and I, my wife's there, and family's there, and they want to go talk and do stuff, and I'm like, just leave me alone. It'll be tough. We will definitely have a pop on Saturday night if, uh, if, you, if indeed it happens. We will have a good time. Yes. Um, yes. Let's uh, go around the National Football League while we have a few moments here. We're not, uh, we talk, we're not going to talk about Super Bowl, are we? No. Okay. No. I know Joe wants to. He's a big Eagle fan. He's excited. Dude, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, um, Eagles, fly, Joe. Vrabel to the Titans. Good hire? I, I don't know. I, this is Someone asked me about Mike Vrabel. Number one, I'm really excited for him. He's probably, I think, maybe the first guy I played against that has been you know, up to the head coaching ranks. Uh he was a great player. You know, he's a really good player, really a smart player. Uh, got the most of his ability. I don't know if he's going to be a. I don't know if he's a good coordinator. They were the worst scoring defense in all the NFL this year, but he had a bunch of injuries. Uh, this is what I know about Mike Vrabel. He's a leader of men, and he will command respect on that team, and he will be able to handle that portion of it. How he'll handle managing a staff and all the other things that come with. Uh, being head coach, I don't know. He'll be great with the media. He'll handle the, the he'll be able to handle the team and res- get the respect of the team. But all the other things that come into being a head coach, he's never done it. And so I, my comments are kind of like what I feel about most guys who get that job. It's a, you don't know. You don't know. But I, don't I know. but yeah, if I was I betting do. money, I'd be betting on Mike Vrabel because of who he I'm, is. I'm a big Mike. Vr- I am I'm too. A big Mike Vrabel and so guy. I bet on him. I have a, too many guys. Too many guys in this league I respect and vouch for him time and time again. By the way, you want to want to put some perspective on what Tom Brady's done. Mike Vrabel caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady the last time the Eagles and, and uh, Patriots played the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a great stat. Yeah. That is a great stat. Here in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Wilkes, Cardinals. What do you make, Pete, of that one? Again, hear nothing but good things about the guy. Um, up and comer, you know, you like to hear that, you know, these kind of guys. Was he more of a long league. shot and a little bit of a surprise that he got the job? Because you heard so many other names. Well, Flora, Brian Flores, the other Patriots linebacker, who was I up for it. But good things about, yeah, he was up for it too. But uh, I think in the end, they went with a little more experience. Wilkes has been a coordinator, and they decided to go in that direction. I hear good things about him. But again, when Doug Peterson got the Eagles job, everybody killed him for it. We had no idea what he could do. You don't know. You Mike don't know. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. Steelers job. Mike McCarthy came from the crappy offense in San Francisco when he got the thirty-second, thirty-second ranked offense. The Forty ers were when McCarthy got you that job. You never know. You never know. Now, Steve Wilkes, very good coordinator, but as I've said many a times, being a good coordinator has nothing to do with being a good head coach. No. So, Matt, you got to manage your coordinators, manage your coaches. That's right. And manage the game. And, and you have, have to be able to – the And the players you have to the respect players. you. Yes. Pat Shermer, Giants. No idea. Good coach, good no offensive idea. coach, did a great job. You but know, what they, did, what they did with uh, the Vikings with the, a third string – their third quarterback – Coming into the season, outstanding. A little Good. too thin-skinned in Cleveland. If you're too thin-skinned in Cleveland, you can't be thin-skinned <laughs> in New York. Was he that coach in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. For how long? I don't even remember that. What was it? Uh, what did he get, two years, I think yeah. it was? I don't remember. Yeah. Hmm. All it right. Was, it and, it wasn't very good. Well, former Cleveland coach, formerly former Cleveland coaches that get a second chance are doing pretty good in the NFL right now. 
You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, the one that just beat this yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. Bill uh-huh. Belichick. He, he did pretty well for himself after he left. He was the head coach of the Browns in 2011 and 2012. That was memorable. Yeah, he was 4-12 and 5-11. and 11. How many quarterbacks did he go through in two years? He got better from year one to year two. Look, <laughs> does anybody win in Cleveland? No. <laughs> Bill Belichick was winning in Cleveland. Until one year until they fired him. Loose. Yes. With a staff that was loaded with – and with Nick Saban and Jim Schwartz and, yeah, and uh, Phil Savage and every other coach in the world. Pat Hill. Remember Pat Hill, the coach at yep. Fresno State? And then the Falcons for a couple yep. of years. All right, guys. Hey, uh, Pete, uh, we'll try to get something together next week. One more show. We'll on figure Dallas it out. Monday. We'll figure something out. Yeah. It's, we would have been doing it on, at the media day ourselves. Oh, I know. Don't rub it in, Pete. Yeah, it would have been know. a great time. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Pete. All right, fellas. Take Pete, care. Pete Prisco, senior writer. CBSSports.com. Tony Vaselli, Max Hollywood Hockman, Dave DeCandis, Joe Fortunato, I'm JP Shadrick. We'll see you next week. Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio.